This show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wish I had a new weapon, something good to smash with. Wish I could hold one of those behemoth clubs. So big, so much crush. So I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine being so driven to achieve something that you're willing to put your morals to the side. That sounds foreign to most of us. This idea that the thing you're trying to achieve in your work life, in your personal life, whatever it is, is so important to you that you decide to just make some compromises, we'll say, and do things even though they're not in the best interests of other people. That might sound foreign to most of us, but strangely enough, it's something that we probably do on a daily basis in a lot of little ways. Think about it. When you're driving your car and you're in a hurry to get somewhere, sometimes you don't necessarily care so much about what everyone else is doing on the road and you decide to merge over instead of letting the other person go. That's a minor, minor moral compromise. A slightly bigger example would be um, trying to get ahead in the workspace. You know that you have objectives for yourself. You're gunning for that raise for that promotion and deep down you might know that that other person on the other side of the office is probably more suitable for the job they have more experience they've been there longer so you double down you work harder you do what you need to do so that when that opportunity comes you can try to get that position before they do Ultimately, if you look at the bigger picture, they're probably the right person for the job. They're more qualified. They might even be the better leader in the situation. But you know that if you're going to further your career, you have to take every advantage you can. This is where morals get gray. The greater good is probably letting that other person move forward and deciding to ally with them and putting off your own agenda a little while in order to take the jump when it makes more sense. But how much of the time do we actually do that? Often, those of us who are driven to accomplish things will put other people's needs or put the greater good to the side a little bit in order to get what it is that we want. And that's not necessarily bad 
It's just gray. It depends on the context you look at it. So this week we're talking about another vault, Vault 87. And in this vault, there is a character named Wayne Merrick, or there was before the bombs dropped. According to the overseer of Vault 87, Dr. Merrick was likable. They say right here in one of the quotes, I like Dr. Merrick. He's driven without being careless. He knows that in the event of a nuclear war, he may be the only person left in the world that can advance human genetics beyond where they are now. He's meticulous, detail-oriented, and reports everything to me on a regular basis. Now, if that was 100% true, then why is it that Vault 87 is the source for all super mutants in the Capital Wasteland? So we're talking Fallout 3. Vault 87 shows up on the very west side of the map in Fallout 3. And I don't know if you discovered it. It looks like a very wastelandy area with some broken signs and some fortifications hastily prepared on the outside of it. But once you dig down into the vault, then you discover that this was absolutely the source of the mutants, the super mutants in the capital wasteland. They all came from this location. And there's a reason for that. This vault was originally designed for something else that we don't know about. There was some experiment going on here from 2071. So a number of years before the bombs dropped, this vault was put into place. It was given a nuclear reactor, a fusion power generator, even a Garden of Eden creation kit. It had all the regular the regular stuff. And the primary computer system was a RoboBrain version 2.3. Had all the regular stuff. But at some point in about... 2076, just about a year before the bombs dropped, the experiment was scrapped and a new experiment was designed. And really this became the eastern side, the eastern location, I guess we can say, for experiments with the forced evolutionary virus, the FEV. And guess who was at the helm of those experiments? Dr. Wayne Merrick. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Dr. Merrick, but what we do know is that he was in charge of these experiments. He was a brilliant scientist. He was detail-oriented and reported everything to the overseer, so was doing exactly what needed to be done, assumably. So that means something. That means that Dr. Merrick had put aside his morals in some regard, because as we know, the experiments with the FEV were on human subjects against their own will. We know a lot about what happened in Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 with the original FEV experiments on captured soldiers and those types of things. So the assumption here is that it's probably very similar in this situation. They were probably sending over captured soldiers, prisoners, people who didn't have quote unquote rights under the law and experimenting on them in order to further human evolution. But if 
they kept coming up with super mutants, which were originally trained and designed. I guess you could say designed is better than trained, but they originally designed to be super soldiers. They were supposed to be bigger, tougher, more resistant, stronger. And what happens here in this vault is not only are they successful, but they also fail at one very important thing. They're very successful in making these super mutants even bigger, even more aggressive, even stronger, and yet dumber. <laughs> the super mutants on the West Coast are smarter. They're Einsteins compared to these guys. And this was due to the experiments that were running under Dr. Merrick's supervision. So if he was in fact looking for a way to improve humanity, then why continue experiments, one, on super mutants, and two, on experiments that were only leading to a dumber and dumber humanity? It makes sense, I guess, if you think of it from the perspective of creating humans that are more resistant to radiation more resistant to the hazards of the wasteland with this understanding that the vaults are here to help humanity survive that. And at some point those humans are going to have to go back out into the world. But how can you divorce that part of the experiment from the other parts of the experiment, which were successfully making them more aggressive and dumber? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Especially when you include in the idea that these experiments were creating non-gendered creatures that couldn't biologically replicate. As we know, in the wasteland, when you come across super mutants, they're talking about the green stuff. They are actively seeking to kidnap humans in order to convert them into super mutants in order to bolster their ranks because they know they can't make more unless they take humans and turn them into super mutants. So the story goes that the super mutants they created in this vault eventually overwhelmed the guards, killed everybody and took control of the location. And the green stuff, the FEV virus vats, were plentiful enough to last a good amount of time, but by the time that we come across this vault 200 years later in Fallout 3, there's none left, and the super mutants have now started scavenging the wasteland, traveling, trying to find more of the green stuff, almost like this mythical uh, material that will help save them in some way. By 2277, the vault is in a total state of disrepair and lack of maintenance led to advanced deterioration of the subsystems and even the structure of the vault is now falling apart. Parts of it have collapsed entirely and the mutants, <laughs> owing to their low intelligence, have adapted various sections of the bunkers in a very ad hoc fashion. For example, the medical recovery rooms were turned into makeshift prison cells meant to store experiments deemed a failure. This is also where Fox comes from. F-A-W-K-E-S. Fox. The potential companion and super mutant you meet in Fallout 3. Now, Fox was considered 
a failure, which is again interesting because Fox maintains his civility and intelligence following the mutation. He technically is exactly what they're looking for, other than the the green skin and the uh, kind of grotesque exterior. What Fox represents is an intelligent, civil, stronger, more resistant human, other than the fact that he can't reproduce or it can't reproduce, I guess you could say, but can he considers himself a male, then that's that's what you what you have. He's actually the closest thing to a successful experiment if you're looking to make these experiments in a more moral context. So that leads me to believe that the events that happened, the events that transpired in Vault 87 before the bombs dropped were not specifically designed around making sure that humans could stay humans and yet survive the future wastes. They must have been pushing for some sort of soldier. They must have been under the same command and same directions as what was happening over on the West Coast. Which again leads me to make these interesting connections to the morality of Dr. Merrick. Who would be the kind of person who knowingly causes these things to happen? What was Dr. Merrick promised? What things was Dr. Merrick trying to achieve that he could look at the victims of these experiments as being objects rather than people? Or was he just that twisted? But I don't get the feeling that he is based on things like the quote that I read earlier. So is this a matter of just the increased amorality that comes with drive to achieve? Or was somebody like Dr. Merrick a little bit more twisted like some of the other characters we come across? I don't know that we will ever get the information about that, but it would be interesting to find out. The only real parallel here that I can think of is the master. And the master himself was a mutated human slash thing connected to computer systems who previously had had a rough time fitting in with the society that he was originally part of. So that makes sense. But a vault like Vault 87 seemed to be working to plan and seemed to be creating monsters. In fact, this location is not just responsible for super mutants, but also centaurs. Do you remember the centaurs? They are an amazingly disgusting mutation of humans. They don't have any legs. Instead, they have extra arms. So think of a creature with four arms that work like front legs and back legs. And then a torso that comes up from this lower half of their body with shoulders that don't actually have arms that come out of them and what appear to be teeth around the torso, but no actual mouth on the stomach, just like teeth or bones that are protruding through the skin. And then a head, a bald, mangled-looking head with tentacles coming out of the mouth. What kind of person can look at a creature like that and say, mm, I'm just doing my job. 
there has to be a deeper story here. And I'm curious about that. But to bring it back to you and me, what does this mean for us? Now, I don't think any of us are going to be doing experiments on humans anytime soon. Or at least, maybe not most of us. But, but, what little things are you doing in your life? What little things are you doing that are amoral because you benefit from them? And maybe you're not turning captured soldiers into centaurs and super mutants. But are you making somebody else's life a little bit more difficult for your own selfish wants when you could be cooperating with them instead? Just wondering. Think about it a little bit. Let me know what you think. More of us if green stuff work. It makes many mistakes. We dumb bodies in cave too many times. <laughs> you talk a lot. Sound funny when you talk like a stupid human. <laughs> Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Hey there, Vault Dwellers and Wastelanders. Thank you for tuning back in again. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and I have some really fun news. There's a bunch of fun stuff going on. First of all, if you didn't catch the quick little update I put out uh, just a few days ago, we're doing a an art giveaway, uh, Neutral Dunmer or Dorian, on the um, Discord, is doing some really awesome comic book style artwork they're putting together a uh, a sketch right now and i've seen some of the images of it of a soldier in power armor standing in front of a flag and the idea here is that we will be raffling away this artwork this custom artwork to a winner and all you have to do is hang out on twitch.tv slash robots radio when i stream and i will be streaming almost every evening 9 30 p.m eastern 6 30 p.m pacific and collect some points for just being in the room. If you chat, then you get double the points. But if even if you're just lurking in the room, if you got me up in, in the background, then you will get points. And they're, they're caps, actually. You'll be collecting caps that you can use to purchase raffle tickets for this giveaway and any other giveaways we do in the future. And this is a really awesome idea that they came up with in order to help grow the community, but also get some some really cool artwork out there for you guys. And I've, I've been talking with uh, Dorian about potentially using some of their art in some future stuff like t-shirts and things too. So that's going to be super fun. So go check that out. Twitch.tv slash robots radio. If you aren't already following, following super easy and then stay tuned for future announcements for when we will officially do the giveaway, but you have plenty of time right now to get in, hang out during some streams, collect some caps so that you can get entries into the giveaway. So it's that easy. And I hope to see you guys on there. Last night we were hanging out playing Fallout 76. We had an average of like 15 or 20 people hanging out with us. Um, I was in the game with three other people from the community. Lots of fun, super fun time. It's something that I will be doubling down on because I am shooting. And I know this is a very steep goal, but I am shooting for partner by the end of the year. And if you guys help me out, if you show up and even just lurk in the stream, 
That's huge. That can help me get to that goal. It'll help us reach some more people. And it's a ton of fun. I mean, it's it's the thing I choose to do in the evenings just because I really want to hang out with you guys and have a good time because we have such an awesome community. Speaking of community, if you are not on the Discord, uh, holy crap, the Discord is blowing up. It is one of the most awesome communities that I've ever been a part of. And it's all because you guys are so awesome. And I just, I would describe it as interesting people being awesome to each each other. You guys are phenomenal. Every day you're in there chatting it up and more and more people are coming in every day. And there's lots of different sections, lots of different conversations happening, all sorts of fun things. Uh, I can't describe it all. Just go check it out. Uh, the, sh- the show notes have the link or you can just search Robots Radio Discord. It'll be the first thing that pops up in search. So go check that out. Now, in other news, we have some other fun things to announce about the Patreon. I today will be going through and thanking all of our tier one patrons for the first time because I've changed it up. I want to give even more to anyone who subscribes at the one dollar a month level tier one. So I've shifted some of the rewards down. That means that tier one patrons will get call outs during the stream from now on. And in order to make it up to our previous tier one uh, subscribers, I'm going to go through and thank all of you as well. Also, this month we have a near uh, near a new tier three pledge from or I'm sorry, tier two pledge from Creature. Thank you, Creature, for your pledge. I really do appreciate that. And uh, in just a minute, I'm going to go through the rest of the list. But this also means that in the Discord, everybody who is a patron has access to their own specific tier patron uh, channel. So, for example, tier one patrons get into the all patron channel, tier one chat. Tier two patrons can get into the tier one chat and the tier two chat. If you are a tier four patron, that's where you get to be a guest on our monthly show like we did uh, just this last week. But you also get access to the tier four, tier three, tier two and tier one patron chats. So you can kind of have your own groups, your own conversations going on. And without how fast this is all growing, I think that those are also going to be very active in the future. So. Um, Without further ado, let's jump into our thank yous for all the different tier one patrons who have signed up over this last year. So alphabetically, and this includes past uh, tier one patrons who signed up in previous weeks and also brand new ones this week. So thank you to Christopher D, David G, Eddie M, Edward D, Harrogate B, Jackie C, Katie P, Kristen M, Louis M, Luke C, Military Friend, <laughs> Nicole J. I don't think that's your real name, Military Friend. Uh, Remington C, and UniEdge. And also, oh, this, this scrolls down even further. Uh, Yareth D and Zane F. Thank you to all of you. You guys are amazing. Some of you have been patrons for months and months and months now. Some of you have been other tiers but decided to reduce in order to save some money or whatever. That's totally cool. Thank you so much for helping to support this show. You guys are the the bread and butter. You guys are the the thing that keeps this going and funded. And I cannot thank you enough. Uh, so thanks again. Um, okay. In other news, we have some reviews to go over cause it's been a few weeks since we've, we've dove in into, I've made that mistake before since we've dived into the reviews. So if you want to get your words on the show, all you have to do is leave a 
five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a bunch of words, and I will read them out on the show. So we're going to get through these as fast as I can, uh, but I definitely want to give each their, their turn. Sammy D in the morning from the United States writes amazing all caps exclamation mark five stars. I love this show. I ended up getting into the fallout universe very late into the series. I love to hear the lore behind it all and it is inspiring me to look into playing the first games. Keep up the good work Tom. Well, thanks Sammy. I do appreciate that. Yeah, good luck with those early games. They're a little rough around the edges, but the stories and the the stuff going on them is very interesting. Then we have Disposing Jace, Jace, JC. I don't, I don't know specifically how to pronounce that, but uh, of course I'm going to mangle it up. So I apologize from the United States who writes great show five stars. I have just recently got back into playing fallout, had to skip forward due to something wonky with the graphics causing me to get sick. Oh, that sucks. Uh, decided to try 76 and started playing about two weeks ago. This show is great for background information that I did not know before, which makes which is making me even more addicted to the game and this show. Keep up the great job, Jace. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying Fallout 76. Then we have Cyber Monday uh, computer screen. Is that a hedgehog? And I don't know. Is that a pineapple uh, from the United States? He writes amazing show. Keep it going. Amazing show. Love it. Listen. I love it. Love listening to this on the go. Well, thank you so much. Cyber Monday. Then we have swank 2323 from the United States who writes top notch show five stars. Just found this podcast on Spotify and listened to every episode in about a week. Have learned so much about the fallout world and has made me want to give fallout 76 another try. Now that I have got caught up in, on all the episodes, I anticipate the new episodes and go back and listen to previous episodes to pass time and see if I missed anything the first go around. Keep up all the great work and look forward to the future. Well, thank you, Swank. That's that's super great praise. A lot of people have mentioned that to me, that they go back and listen to previous episodes. And, you know, I should probably do that, too, because there's so much content at this point that sometimes I forget, like, which stuff I already went over. And I'm sure I can just look it up, you know, but the, the specific details at some point start to elude you a little bit. And then you have to go back and, and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I did talk about that. So thank you to everybody for your kind words and your support. You guys are amazing. Stay tuned. We will be jumping into the extended ending of the show. And before then, we've got the little outro stuff. And then at the very end, we're going to have the, the extra ending. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, uh, try not creating super mutants when you're trying to experiment on people. Or maybe just don't even experiment on people. That's probably a good idea. All right, guys. I will see you later. Or I will see you tonight at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio. Come hang out with me, buddies. I look forward to it. Oh, we've also got these little robot dudes, like uh, the robot who shows up on this show and all sorts of other things going on. So I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. I will talk to you later. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at falloutlorecast. And if you'd like to support the show, tell a friend or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. So you're at the factory, you notice the sentry bots marching around the building, one after the other. 
spaced out, and up on the wall, turrets. Everything's tracking. Everything's looking for something that needs to be destroyed. You turn to your buddy and you say, hey, uh, you got any got any bright ideas? Seems like a lot to have to deal with. I don't know that you or I are up for getting any, uh, I don't know, laser burns today. And he says, well, buddy, I got a bunch of pipes. I got a gun. And then that creates this idea in your head. You, you see the pipes in his bag. He's had to tie them up in a way that they don't make all these jangling sounds. Smacking together. And you reach in his bag and you pull two out. And you look at them. They're pretty heavy-duty lead pipes. What if we hit these together? Well, I don't know about that, buddy. I, I mean, that's going to make a lot of noise. What are you trying to do? And, he's, and you say, exactly. Here's, here's the deal. You, you go over there and you point to another patch of trees and brush. And when that next Protectron walks by, you... You make a ruckus. A ruckus? I, I can do that. But what are you going to do? I'm going to come up behind the Protectron while it makes its way into the brush. And I'm going to disable it. I know where to reach in and which cords to break. I'm pretty sure I can knock it out before it is able to take a shot or raise an alarm. And then after that, I'm pretty sure you and I could get some of the uh the shell off of this thing and it's about the size of a person what if one of us is to wear it you think the robots would notice well that's as good a plan as any i say we give it a try i mean we got to do something right yeah yeah we got to do something and if that works for one of them it could work for two of them and two protectrons walking into this facility may not raise any alarms. All right, buddy, let's give it a try. I'll hit on over there. And you watch as he quietly makes his way over to this other patch, just about 10 feet away, enough distance for you to run up when you need to. And he gets the pipes and he readies them and you give him a nod and he clanks them together. Clank, 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 clank. And you watch as the Protectron turns to that patch and mutters something to itself and starts marching in. And you ready yourself. And just as it's getting up to those bushes, you dodge out towards the Protectron and leap on its back. And as quickly as you can, you take the butt of your rifle and you smash the glass on top of the Protectron's face in order to get at the wiring. And the thing starts reeling and turning and moving as you poke at the wires. And then before you're able to disable it, it lets off some shots up into the air. And falls to the ground, disabled. You quickly scan around and you can see that the other protectrons, the one further along and the one coming up behind, have now seen the shots in the air and are headed your way. You estimate that you only have about a minute before they'll be on you. What do you do? <laughs>